Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome back to the Lantern Rouge Cycling Podcast presented by Zwift, the online cycling platform that makes training fun. Trofea Alfredo Binder, a long-standing Women's World Tour race on the Sunday, the day after Milano San Remo, 143 Ks, and it's a somewhat similar parkour, but harder during the race. They do repetitions around a course in Chitilio, which is near Varese, I think, further north above San Remo, and they do reps of the Arena climb, 3.6 Ks, 4%, with some steeper sections in the last K and also the Casale climb. 800 meters, 7%. That one has got some 10, 11% pinches. But the last Arino climb crests 9Ks from the flat finish in Chitilio with a descent before then. So it's a battle. Can people drop? the likes of Balsamo, Bertizzolo, Sprinters here. We don't have uh, Vibas, I don't think was here because she wouldn't make it around. Lebecki's here, the more versatile Sprinters. Yep. SD Works brought a Ruler-style squad with Royce Vandenbroek, Black, Cicchini, FDJ with Cavalli, Ludwig, etc. But no Voss, no Van Vleuten, no Nivea Doma, no Vollering. So Trek were the strongest team with Balsamo, the world champ, Longoborghini, who won this last year in a 20K plus solo, Thomas Cordon-Rigo, the talented Dutch Van Anroy, and Van Dijk, the European champ. But before TV coverage almost started, Benji, there was like, there was a car accident. Did it ever get confirmed? The, the car accident wasn't related to the race, right? Yeah, there was uh, two cars that, had an accident on the road that the race was supposed to be passing on and therefore they neutralized the race. I don't know the details, but it was a pretty serious accident from a picture that I saw. So let's hope the people that were involved are uh, safe and sound after that accident. It was resuming not too far after that. I think it did take like half an hour for them to actually start riding again, which probably uh, latened the ending of today's stage quite a bit as they took an alternative road. But in all honesty, I started tuning in properly when we came towards the uh, second last Casale climb, which was with roughly 30 kilometers to go. And this is the second last time they do that, that double climb circuit of the Casale Orino climb. And on that climb, that Casale climb, we saw an attack by Erika Magnaldi of UAE. And we've seen that quite a few times from her this year. So she's kind of the rider that goes ahead, tries to go early to try and get benefits out of that for the squad. But that wasn't going to take too long. The group behind was still too large at that point. Jumbo with their new signing, Corinne Lebecki, in the peloton had still four to five teammates. And it looked like they were shouting each other to the front at a certain point to try and keep the gap to Magnaldi quite a bit. Because suddenly they were all there swarming bees at the front. And they started pacing a bit. Eventually, Magnaldi got taken back before he got to the next Torino climb. And that's where I'd say the race properly started kicking off with some attacks. And... I'd argue the first two attacks were from the FDG camp and they came in a way where 
we had Cavalli making the early move. And as that happened, she looked pretty strong. Like, she always looks pretty strong on these kind of climbs. She gets over them usually. And she's also got a bit of a sprint kick at the end. So what did you make of that move? Um, I think someone like Cavalli's not faster than Lebecki or Bertizzolo. But if you get her in a group with a teammate, as strong as Ludwig, who also I think won a uphill sort of drag last year, yep. then in a group of four or five, they're, they're looking pretty good. And that's a good situation. If they go to the finish FDJ, I don't really see a situation they can win this race. I think Chapman had been aggressive earlier as well, but I don't know what the plan is for Ludwig and Cavalli. They're both kind of versatile riders. I would say Cavalli fresher has a better flat sprint, Mm -hmm. Ludwig a bit more punch, but they're both very, very similar. And the synergy between them, I'm not sure it's there. Um, I think Ludwig a bit better on punch, like proper puncher finishes. But yeah, they they eventually got brought. Well, I think Ludwig went clear, Benji. She got a decent gap, which is a decent situation. And then it's like, SD works. Are they going to bring it back? I think the primary responsibility fell to Trek, and we saw last year's winner, Longo Borghini, immediately doing the right thing, chasing that down. Yeah, certainly. But right as that happens, we had Reuser making that move in the descent as well towards Uthrup Ludwig. Wow. And in the descent, she caught Uthrup Ludwig. We didn't see that because the camera work today was pretty awful. And eventually, she was the first rider on the road. And Uther Ludwig was gone for a bit, so we didn't know where she was. But apparently, she ended in a group together with Longo Borghini and Elise Chavi in a in a second group of three that was chasing Royster after that descent, and that came back together as Royster was really a a bit unable to keep that gap. She's been doing quite a bit this stage already, and then eventually that group came back together, which uh, offered an opportunity because Longo Borghini is not going to start pacing in that second group because she knows she got Balsamo there because. She knows that she's now with Royster, so there's no benefit there. So as defensive as possible, she also sat up, and it kind of ruined the uh, cooperation at front group as well. And then you see that that second uh, group is coming back together before that next Kazale climb. And there were teams I was expecting more of at that point. Royster being caught, that means that this D-Works needs to try something. FDJ's plan of getting someone up the front did not work, and that's what we would see on the next two climbs, right? Preparation from those teams to try something. Yeah, the Casale climb, not too much happened. And the group largely went into the banks of the last arena climb, Grupo Intacto. A pretty large, 25 <laughs> plus trek with Van Anroy, Bosomo, Van Dyke, Longoborghini. Looking very, very good. Lebecki on her own for Yumbo at this point. And I was like, FDJ and ST Works have to light this up. They got Mulman, good climber. Royce has already attacked. They have to go solo. If you go to the finish with Bolzano, it's yeah. it's suicide. And it came a bit later, and I think it's different to how we often see these climbs set up, where like a Dries Davenin's Benji provides the launch pad to Alaphilippe to attack on the Cote de Fossil loop. We didn't really see a teammate from one of those two teams just go to the front and just set a hard pace for two minutes to split the group up and actually put Balsamo behind before attacks are started. 
And then when the attack started, they were more stop-start. We had Cavalli going once, going again. Then Ludwig countered, and Cavalli was able to keep together. But because of the stop-start, Mulman was there closing it, but with Vanderbilt Black, the gap at the top was limited by Longo Borghini and Van Dyke's steady pacing for Balsamo. And I think, yeah, I think Trek played it perfectly, to be honest. But we have that group. Vanderbilt Black, Mulman, Ludwig, Cavalli, and I forget, sorry, one other right. Garcia. Who was it? Garcia from UAE. Oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, SD Works didn't work with the group. It makes no sense yeah. to me. I agree because you've got both Molman and Vandenbroek Black there. I'd argue that Molman would be the one pacing because Vandenbroek Black is one I trust more in the sprint if it comes down to it at the end. But when we look at that group, there's also FDG with two riders. And like I've said quite a few times, FDG is a team that I like because they're outsiders in all terrains. But the one thing I don't like about FDG is whenever Cavalli and Ludwig are in the same group, they don't agree on who needs to work for the other. And it seems like today Cavalli was the one that needed to work for Ludwig based on what we saw because Cavalli went to the front for two pulls while Ludwig was doing it once and then started complaining to uh, Cavalli to get to the front again and so forth. But there's always this tension between those two to work for each other and they never want to throw themselves in the fire for the other end. I bet you they've, they've lost races because of that lack of cooperation between the two. And I think that today it might have not done too much because Trek was very strong, but if you keep on doing that, you're not going to get the results you want if you can't work together as a team in a breakaway like that. And the same counts for SD Works in this sense. Yeah, I don't expect a Garcia and Leopard to do too much in this group, despite just pacing, perhaps, to keep a group ahead, but not not do most of the work because they're alone. But like you said, Trek was the team pacing behind. They kept Longo Borghini behind, as we expected them to do in many races this year. Just play more defensively, ride more defensively, make sure that they can get Balsamo to a reduced group sprint because that's what she's good at. And she survived that climb relatively well in that group. So, yeah, it was all looking like that track group was coming back, right? Yeah, if you have Van Dyke, what, is she world champion ITT? Yeah. And you slap her on the front with ELB changing turns. If you don't work in the front group, you're going to get brought back quick spot. And you need a huge gap over the top of the climb. I thought SD Works was – I'll scratch my head, Benji, frankly. Like, they have no sprinter yep. here. Chantal Vandenbroek Black rode with that group because she was waiting to counter. But they hadn't established a gap yet. Like, why not yep. try that in the last three 2Ks? It, she, she countered as they were caught by Trek, pointless attack. Trek brought it back, shut it down. Descent, Van Dyke on the front, nothing happening. Brings it to two Ks. They got Van Anroy pulling. They got Balsamo there. If you bring her to a finish with no Vibas there, your strike rate for wins is going to be pretty high. Yeah. I must say, though, it didn't go exactly to plan like their world champs lead out for the Italian team, Blanca Borghini for Balsamo. Royce had did such a strong pull for Vandenbroek Black, it actually messed up Balsamo and Longo Borghini's positioning. Balsamo had to freelance back of the, at the back of the group, go into the last right-hander, 300 metres. But Balsamo knew the finish. She was calm, collected, incredible patience. Berthid Solo went in front of her. She's like, go ahead, start your sprint early. Waited, <laughs> waited, waited. Last 100 metres, kicked it in and just destroyed everyone. If you look at the overhead of this finish, she takes – two and a half, three bike length win, passing in the last 30 meters. So 
lucky she didn't get boxed in, but it's a very wide finish here. She was patient and um, lovely to see Italian world champion winning for the biggest Italian one-day race on the calendar, and she was she was fucking G'd up. She was, her post-up was fired up. So, yeah, Balsamo Benji. Like, this is what we said. Didn't we do a segment on this in the Trek preview? Trek, yep. they're, they're on the up and up. Certainly, and it's an extra weapon in their arsenal, a sprinter that is versatile to get over climbs and that can allow that team to ride more defensively and that forces that team sometimes to ride more defensively. There's going to be days where this backfires, though, where they bet on Balsamo and keep Longoborghini behind, and as a consequence, they can't come back in time. There's going to be days at some point that that will occur, but... The majority of the time, this will benefit them having that extra weapon. And if they can apply that in a similar way like they did, I think, in stage one of Valenciana as well, where she won. And then today as well, yeah, that's that's how you get extra victories. And I'm I'm so curious to see what she does in those sprint classics like Hendwevelgem and so forth. I want to see her sprint in Hendwevelgem. I want to see what she can do there against the others. She's perfect for that race, I'd argue, based on the ride she's done this year already. And I'm just fascinated to see... Track ride so tactically strong today. Like, I don't. I don't think I can point out too many or any f- flaws from that team today. Nah, they're looking good, and they're bringing through Van Anroy. She looks good in the classics. Um, but yeah, here's the top ten: Balsamo first, Bertizzolo for UAE Team Eighty Q, second Paladin on Canyon Shram, third an All Italian podium. Chantal Vanderbilt Black and Chikini of SD Works four five. Bit curious. Lebecki sixth, Shabby seventh, Persico for Valkar eighth, then Ludwig Mulman Passio tenth. And if you don't know, we might have mentioned it once before. Zwift were announced as the title sponsor of Paris Roubaix Femme. Now Paris Roubaix Femme Avec Zwift. Of course, there's the Tour de France Femme Avec Zwift. The end of July, the first edition this year, but Paris Roubaix Femme Avec Zwift is alarmingly not that far around the corner saturday april 16th that's in less than a month which terrifies me how fast this year is going but really good to see zwift getting on board with not just now the biggest women's one week or yeah longer than one week stage race on the calendar tour de france famovic swift now the biggest one day on the calendar which was a roaring success last year if you want to check out zwift you can go through the link below at swift.com for your seven-day free trial. So SD Works, as I said, Royce are really strong. Three other riders then ending up in the top 10. Not sure it was their best plan or whatever the plan was, very well executed today. They had good legs, and I think they'll be, I don't know, just don't take well summer to the finish. Do whatever you can. <laughs> um, <laughs> she's a killer. Live Racing, Benji. Last year, do you want to hear these names? Bertizzolo, who I just said, came second today. Capecchi, one strata. Paladin came third today. And Ruyakas, who looks good and she's now on Canyon Shram. Those riders, as I said in the Canyon Shram preview, those are serious riders that went across there and I think live, maybe it was budget, I don't know, but they got gutted across yep. the off-season, and those riders looking good. Certainly, and there's like one rider. There's a few riders that we pointed out that could 
step up and deliver stuff. And there's one in there, Rachele Barbieri, that already uh, did something this year, winning that Easy Toys Blue Zone of Friesland Tour Stage 3. That's not a top-level race, but it had quite some decent competition there. So there are some riders in there I can definitely still deliver, but they're missing that top-level squat like they did last year. They didn't, they didn't have a, a very deep squat last year either, but like they now miss a leader, in my opinion. And that's a big thing. Having Kopecky was kind of big for that team. And now that's kind of gone, you know? But then I think about it, I'm like, Roy Akers, Solo, Kopecky, and I've probably already missed one. How did they not shut races down and, and do good leadouts for Kopecky? So anyway, on to newer pastures for them. Otherwise, SD works without following, without Ander van der Brecher, who is now in the car. It's looking tougher for them to win races, to be honest. And no... Um, yeah, they're just trying to figure it out, I think. I actually think Royce is their strongest rider all round. She looks insanely good, but she has no real sprint. We'll see how they figure it out later in the year. But, yeah, that was Trofeo Alfredo Binder. Any other notes from this race, Benji? Uh, UA Team ADQ, I would say, is the most improved team in terms of coming out of the gates hot this year. Bertasola second. Bastianelli's won like at least three races. They're looking good. Yes, certainly. They've also got uh, the UAE road race and ITT with Al Sayag, but I don't think we should count that as like wins compared to Bertizolo's and Bastianelli's necessarily. Um, and I think that Bastianelli really stepped up a bit more from last year again. I think last year she didn't have like the all-out best season. And then this year, she's right back from the start, winning races left and right. So I think if she keeps that up, she'll have more wins than last year. And yeah, that's a, a great thing for that team, obviously. It's still a team with quite a few youngsters, if I recall. Garcia today being pretty active. So at some point, she's going to do something as well. But I've got the feeling that a rider like Mavi Garcia is more the top five type and not the winner's type. Yeah, no sprint, can't descend. Bertizzolo's 24, probably Bastianelli, both are Italian. Probably she's learning from Bastianelli and she already got a win on the board this year at Trofeo Oro, which not the highest level race either. But yeah, they're just another team in the mix to watch out for uh, this year. But otherwise, that was Trofeo Alfredo Binder. Quite an exciting finale. Trek shutting it down challenging the ascendancy of SD works of last year. Hope you enjoyed the recap. And I think, what do we got on next week, Benji? We've got Catalonia. Does that start tomorrow? Yes. Wow. Cool, huh? Catalonia tomorrow. tomorrow. Ruga de Pana Wednesday. I think the, what, the women's race is on the Thursday or maybe they're the other way around. E3 ooh, Friday. Ooh. What a week. Gen-Fale Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> and in the meanwhile, we've got a... Uh, your boy Vanderpool in Copia Bartali riding as well. <laughs> He'll probably there's some stages that he should win if, yeah. if he carries the form of yesterday. But we hope you enjoyed the podcast and we'll see you with those recaps starting tomorrow. Ciao. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 